John, which part that you fell asleep to is your favorite? Oh my god, what have I done? Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch. Who the fuck is singing? Yeah, again, I don't know why I'm defending any of this. Okay, so I was right. Suck it, Zach. Love I it. will I fucking end you. <laughs> oh no, and this is the crazy thing about balls. Like, the more... The more <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week, we are flashing back to 2008 to discuss that year. Well, you, you know, it won the award in 2009, but the movie from 2008 that won the Academy Award for Best Picture, Slumdog Millionaire. It was directed by Danny Boyle, won eight Oscars, and... I don't really re- I mean, I guess the reception was pretty strong to it. I don't remember a giant backlash to the movie. I remember the Oscar counter campaign was how some, like, the, they were trying to, and I think they actually kind of did, they, like, paid the little kids that played the younger versions of the characters, like, no money, basically, and they were, like, living in poverty on the streets so, still like, after this they movie. they were in character. Yes. <laughs> um, that's the only controversial thing I remember from the movie. And apparently they helped them out after it was well, exposed. So. But um, I, I guess I remember this movie just kind of took everything by storm. And um, yeah, we're 10 years later. I'm not sure how I feel about it anymore. But John nominated this movie. Um, so I'm going to let him talk about it first. Um. Yeah, so I think I think I chose it for a couple of reasons. Uh, I think one of the things Zach brought up was all the accolades that it got, and I think also at the time, for uh, almost like a, yeah, an entirely South Asian cast too. I think that was very um, important for the cinema landscape at the time. And I'm also I'm not sure whether or not like sorry we've we've been talking about like I know when we're recording this uh crazy rich asians just got like number one at the box office this past weekend and we've had a lot of talk about asian representation and minority representation in films i don't remember if this film also spurred on a little bit of that or not um but yeah i thought it was important that uh not only was it a film that went for that uh entirely minority cast but was also able to garner a lot of critical acclaim uh along with that um and like being my life story too i thought it was important to talk about <laughs> so um that this, was a brand i didn't joke. see this, this movie you, go to canada i was at gonna all. say it's like for, for the viewers i didn't realize canada was like this <laughs> 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 no but if like it, in a more serious note um i think growing up my parents uh my parents are from sri lanka and they're Tamil, but i remember like around my teens especially whenever we would go visit uh my family who lived in canada uh one of the things that they would do a lot is they would uh i remember i can't re- actually i I can't remember how many times I've been to my uncle's house um, and they would have like the latest Hindi movie or whatever and they would watch it. And I think what's interesting about that is our family itself not being 
Hindu and not being able to speak the language. Um, but still that attraction and still that ability to be drawn to that cinema and that culture and that phenomenon that is Bollywood films and that kind of thing. And I think what was interesting about Slumdog Millionaire is it kind of it was kind of around the time when Bollywood was getting a lot more appreciation or recognition from Western audiences, relatively speaking, I'll say. Thanks to um, So You Think You Can Dance. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, that and maybe maybe a little bit earlier with like say like Bennett like yeah. Beckham or um, that kind of thing. Um, so I think one thing that I loved about this film was sort of how Danny Boyle was able to sort of combine aspects of traditional Bollywood cinema with aspects of like his own style in British cinema that I think worked really well. Um, I think like aside from all that, I think this was just a fun movie to watch. Um, I think his fast paced storytelling and his cinematography and the oversaturation uh, really also added to like the tone and the environment uh, and the atmosphere of what it's like in India or South Asia. And even though I've never been personally to like Mumbai or India, I could relate a lot to like the times when I've visited Sri Lanka. And so, um, yeah, I really appreciate that. And also going back and picking up on little things now, such as like conflicts between, uh, Muslim populations and Hindu populations in India, um, little references to like Amitabh Bachchan and that kind of thing. It's just, it's, it's a great, it's a great first foray. I think for people who maybe find that world foreign, um, I think it, cause it, it exposes you. I don't like, I wouldn't say it's unrealistic too. I can imagine, um, a lot of real, like I, I feel like if I were to ask my dad, like, uh, would you say, like, anything in that film was, like, super unrealistic? And he would probably say the most unrealistic thing is just the nature of the story. Um, I remember reading some reviews on Voodoo saying, like, this is, like, the most Dickensian, like, story, like, since Dickens himself almost. And that kind of hyperbole and exaggeration and kind of just like unbelievable situation that a poor chaiwala or uh, like tea servant um who's uneducated could end up winning who wants to be a millionaire in india like that's just that's a feel-good story some very but fortuitous questions for him <laughs> no for sure and but like the aspect of that was is super bollywood and how dramatic it is and how like kind of coincidental it is i feel like with that kind of story while also being Dickensian at the same time, I definitely think like think so. Um, yeah, so I love it. And also, we'll talk about the soundtrack later. The soundtrack's great too. But yeah, ben. so I'm definitely interested in because oh I've God. had kind of, <laughs> I had a vested interest. Well, I'm transitioning. I'm transitioning to you guys. I like for you guys how many times you've seen it and sort of like, yeah, how did this movie feel compared to other films you've seen? Like, did it feel a little bit different? Um, because of the nature of it in the context or as someone who is a big danny boyle fan the the movie felt very danny boyle-y okay yeah same thing yeah i felt that especially like this is weird to say with like 28 days oh yeah i'm right there with you like he does these weird like i don't know what the word is for it 
but they're just the style he goes for when he's trying to show like intense scenes it just looks like they're poor like quality out of the yeah <laughs> but i just like, yeah. every time like... he would do that i just immediately went to 28 days later which you know in that one chase scene i am very um uneducated uneducated when it comes to other societies and cultures and whatnot so it's like maybe there are zombies in this sudden attack scene that i don't know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> What a Danny Boyle yes. movie. It's like, in all fairness, I have never seen this movie before. I didn't know a lot about it other than it was an Oscar darling or whatever. Oh, dude, this was your first time yeah, seeing it? Yeah, and like, I didn't know how oh, to well, feel about it because it's like a couple weeks ago, you were all, I love Tokyo Drift. And now you recommend this movie. <laughs> and I didn't know what to think going in. And I have that weird thing about Oscar aversion. But I actually enjoyed this movie in like... It was really, like, I knew it was a love story, and that was pretty much it. So when it started getting into this stuff, it's like, oh, like, I know what the Taj Mahal is, and that's about it when it comes to India for me. <laughs> so it's like, I didn't realize this uh, country was this, like, I, let's, exists? well, no, yeah, I we get exist. that, but it's like, white privilege right here, okay? Like. <laughs> I didn't, it, like, it took a turn into this, just all this stuff about the culture and his upbringing, and I was like, I was not expecting this at all. I was expecting just, like, I don't know, high-level entertainment of, like, disproportionate, like, excitement, and I don't know, I can't think of words right now. I didn't sleep at all last night, guys, I'm sorry, just in advance, this is gonna go horribly for you <laughs> with me, but... Like, it's just, I mean, I enjoyed it. I don't know what to think about his brother, Bruno Mars, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping someone like, would seriously, <laughs> I looked it up later. Cause I was like, they're like very similar looking. It was ridiculous. Oh, I was like, 100%, is he, was he like, yeah. was Bruno Mars pop Bruno Mars? Was he popular in 2008 yet? Like, was he? I can't I remember. It's like, was he basing his style on him? Because it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Overall, I enjoyed it. And I'm kind of sad that I don't think I've seen anything else that... Um, what's Oh, shoot. What's her name? Uh, Frida yes, Pinto. I don't know Pinto? if I've seen anything else she's actually been in. She hasn't done a Dude, whole lot. Da Dawn of Planet of the Apes is an amazing movie. Which actually, was the first one? That's the one the, she's that in. Was okay, it. I've seen that the, then. In that movie, I don't... That one's hard for me to swallow. She doesn't really do anything in that movie, though. Yeah. She ha yeah, she's yeah, she's a really sh like small part. But she gets to make out with like James Franco, so like there I you mean, go. That's cool. Race relations. Speaking of making out, like was it, I was looking up her IMDb page and she was in a like she was in the video for something with Bruno Mars later and it was like really confusing me further <laughs> with <laughs> like wait a minute. All these connections to Bruno Mars and it's not even him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed the movie. That ram that's what that you how you can summarize that rambling. Ben. I mean, I I enjoyed it quite a lot the first time I saw it. Uh I don't know, just it didn't do it for me as much this time. I I wasn't like against it. I I just I just it felt like oh it's fine I I don't think it blew me away or I I don't know like it was it was just weird because I, I I do really remember enjoying it a lot the first time I saw it and this time it just felt 
the story felt so just so unbelievable and I, I know that's kind of the point um, and racist yes yeah <laughs> I I think it's weird because everyone in it is great there's not a single like bad actor uh, Dev Patel is terrible and has been terrible forever what fuck you but look wow. at those he is, ears he is, say that. he is horrible in this movie I and will give you Last Airbender, but you cannot say that about this movie. I mean, he, he has been at—he has been outacted by a long shot by the child actors playing him in two movies now. Is the other one Lion? I haven't seen that one. Yes. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I remember seeing I, like I, a. I don't think that's fair for Lion because I think the two parts of that movie are drastically different, and like the first one is almost like emotional manipulation. Um, continue, Ben, though. I, I remember seeing like a, uh, it was like a funnier die movie reviews in the sentence, and they said line was easily the second best movie about Dev Patel trying to find somebody. I thought that was good. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. Like I just I I got bored, and I I mean I finished it, but it just <laughs> when I when it ended, I was just like, all right, well, that's it, I guess. I just I really wasn't moved a second time around. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I think I got to see it fairly pre-hype. I think I saw it at the St. Louis Film Festival. Um, Brad. I think I might have... Well, I'm pretty sure I paid for my ticket. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw it because I heard Danny Boyle... It was a new Danny Boyle movie, and that was the reason I was seeing it. Um, and I remember really loving the 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 first... Um, what's his name? Uh, Jamal. The scene. The younger Jamal. Yeah, that kid was adorable. Yes, and then I'm not gonna try to pronounce his name because I'm gonna mess it up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and then the middle Jamal scenes, I remember liking uh, a lot still. But then it was, I definitely wasn't enjoying it as much. And then I just, every time we went to Dev Patel, I'm like, this guy is a terrible actor, and I can barely watch these scenes. Um, I mean, the ending did swell you, you know, it swells into a nice finale if you've never seen it before, I think. But I'm like Ben, I think every time I've seen this movie, I've liked it less. And, I mean, I, I borderline didn't like it at all, almost this time. It I feel like, I felt like watching it, this movie is like the 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 way people react to uh, Forrest Gump on the internet. Like I feel <laughs> like that's how I feel about this movie. It's just so um, everything's so calculated and feels inauthentic. And again, I I, I well, get that it supports this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, it's just so. Everything is so happenstance. It's like yeah. it's happening, you know, and and that's fine. I, I'm sure I like plenty of movies that do that. But for whatever reason, it just it hasn't aged. Yeah, well for I kind me. of wonder with what you're saying that if I see it again down the road, if I'll feel the mm-hmm. same way. Because like at the time, like right now, watching it the first time, I was like, oh, I appreciate mm-hmm. how they're integrating stuff from his life to tell the story yeah. and the stuff like all oh, these questions. And yeah, it's very like 
very lucky for him that those were the questions, mm-hmm. but it told a story that I was enjoying, so I, yeah, I was fine I, with it last night. We'll see how, like, mm-hmm. years from now I might yeah, be like, I agree, oh, come on now. I agree with you. I think I think it works the first time a lot better yeah. than it does down the road. I think, yeah, and I think that yeah. when I, when I, I watched it, when I watched the second time, it just felt like each time... So like he got one of the questions and he was explained. It just felt it was it got like more and more unbelievable to the point when it's like the final question was um the the third musketeer. Yeah, the third musketeer. My eyes were rolling in the back of my head like, oh my like, god, question, come on! Did he know the answer or not? Cause... no, no, he got it wrong. He, or no, he no, no, he got it right, but he didn't know the answer. He just well, I was confused because it's like that should be something he knows because of the. Like the past thing we learned, and the way he reacted, they, though, it looked like he didn't know. So I was like, "Well, maybe Zach's right. Maybe he can't act." And I just read it wrong, or something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I thought he was just going to be like, "Who's the third musketeer?" And he was just going to be like, "Latika." <laughs> <laughs> the, the, this movie feels very of its time as well. Um, not just because there's who wants to be a millionaire all across the the movie um the the very like um like the idea of money makes everything better running through i mean i guess jamal isn't as concerned about that but like i don't know money is so um he feel i don't think he's concerned about money like at all mm-hmm. like no, at but, all but it's, and it's but kind it, of like I felt like he should have been a little concerned, at least. Well, he wasn't, but in the background, they kept playing the story of, like, how he's the guy from the slums, and he's gonna be rich mm-hmm. now, and so, like, the movie made it very important, but yeah, for him, yeah, it was Well, th- that was the weird thing, too, like, it's like, how does one person, it, like, it felt very cheap in that it, it was like, oh, money makes everything better as, you know, hundreds of millions of people live in desperate poverty and are watching this on a pile of trash and it's i don't know it felt really and i guess since he wasn't like all about the money it makes it a little bit better but then his brother is like taking a bath of money as he yeah dies. that scene was weird and um and i don't the actually the brother's arc really bothered me this movie i don't yeah. i don't know why it didn't more in the past but uh, well i will say i will agree with you zach i think um the redemptive arc of Salim was less. It does, it does not and, work at all for me. This thing and it it was it was yeah. more kind of it was it was more sudden and it it wasn't it didn't feel as earned the second time. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, with no, you on it's that. like that he whole... had the childhood things were one thing, or it's like he sold his brother's photo. Fine, I'll give him that. He's a little kid, but it's like as soon mm-hmm. as he made like he was gonna drop that baby, that character was dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> um. The whole third act little, like, like, Latka comes out. She, like, leaves to meet him. It was just, like, so contrived. Like, I was just like, oh, there's, this is all happening. Like, it felt so unnecessary to have that scene. And then, and then, because then Jamal's brother, Salim, looks like a complete asshole. And he's, he's, like, angrily going to bring her back. And then one, five minutes later, he's like, okay, you guys can go. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, think, I think that yeah. scene... That scene actually hurts the movie overall. Like, mm-hmm. it, without it, it just would have been better. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the scene would have shortened the runtime. It also just doesn't make the brother look like that much more of an asshole. 
Yeah, I think if he just lets her go as she's watching him yeah, on like... the on the show or something, I you know, because they he tells her to meet her. He's gonna go wait at this place at the same time every day for however you know, um, bef- without all that drama when he sneaks into the house or whatever. Uh, that mobster needs to work on his security. Um, by the <laughs> yeah. way, mom. Uh, well, I mean. I was gonna make a comment about the White House recently, but never mind. Oh, <laughs> the 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 nips were coming out to pick a lot more for me this time, and um, yeah, yeah, and I'll say like the stuff with his brother towards the end, it kind of it felt like it focused too much on him and not necessarily enough on Latika's character because it's like mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, it's like does she actually love him, or is she just trying to escape this world? And should I be? fully into this relationship if it because like is there going to be a happy ending after this yeah this movie makes um baby driver look like the great romance (laughs) of our time um but that didn't really bother me as much uh in this for whatever reason one thing i do want to ask you guys is um with the depiction of poverty because i feel like um we've had stories about um, like urban poverty in America and Western civilization for a while, and they've we've had a lot of compelling uh, films about that kind of thing. But uh, films that have really, I guess, I don't know the because like the tie between crime and poverty in the U.S. is something I guess we might feel a little bit more urgently, or we may feel a little bit more deeply. I feel like whenever a f- film like that comes out, it's a little or any type of visual uh, art, like say the wire, it's always compelling to see things from that side because it almost justifies it or it shows another side to it um, to kind of show like the reasoning or the justification or the rationalization of those characters. Um, With this in um, being set in a completely different country, one that for the most part is developing did any of that feel like easier to digest or accept, especially considering Salim's character? I know Lauren, you were saying it was harder, but I felt like more of a sense of like injustice or more of a sense of like, um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Indignant, like not pride, but kind of like, I I mean, or maybe you could say pride at like almost like the hustle of Salim, like the idea that like, and yeah, he did shitty things. And obviously Jamal was the one who was able to maintain some morality and integrity uh, more frequently, but it almost seemed like at the same time, I still couldn't blame Salim because all of this was done out of survival. Oh, I can blame Salim for a couple um, pieces. Minus the rape yeah, part. The rapey okay. part. And, yes. With Lock, and letting yeah. go and letting go of her when they were first leaving. Yeah. Do you keep calling her Latka? What is her name? It's Latika. 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 Yeah. Isn't it Latika? Queen Latika. Queen Latika. It might be Latika, La- but you, it sounded like you were calling him, her like a food. I don't think I said Latka. Latika. I was, but I, there's not. Said, it's not T. It's lot T. It's T. Not T. Right, John. I. I mean, uh, I. I don't know. My name's fucking John. John like as the person of brown color. I've like How do confession, we guys. I, I'm pretty sure I mispronounced my last name for the first like 14 years of my <laughs> life. So, like. Oh, it's okay. I don't pronounce mine this correct way, quote unquote. Um, so. 
I don't think the film. It's spelled. I think the film does a good job of. Latika. Well, yeah, but we're just we don't know where to put the emphasis on what's a label. It's three syllables. It's Latika. Latika. Dear Frida Pinto, if you could come on the show in the future and clear this up, that'd be awesome. We could just go back to yes. the movie and listen to how they say it. No, yes. let's get Frida Pinto on the show. Um, or Dev Patel. You said her name a bunch during the movie. Also, fuck Zach Dev. I think you're awesome. Please come on the show. Um, you can talk about Bigfoot theories You gotta all the stop time. telling people to come on our I show when we crap on I them. haven't done it in a while. <laughs> you did it like two podcasts what ago. Are, you did it like a week ago. You did it to Tom Cruise. That was two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Okay, Three two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, Three such a long ago. time ago. To the poverty piece. I think the film depicts the poverty as a, just a normal way of life for those people. So that's just kind, that, that's just kind of the way it is. And I don't think, like as Lauren and Ben chimed in, I don't think Salim's um, life of crime is tied into his poverty at all it's tied into him just being it was a him just being an asshole. Was definitely something wrong yeah, with like him he, he was like he liked being on that power trip yeah um yeah i don't think they were blaming his crime on poverty he was just always kind of an asshole i'll call it a healthy mixture <laughs> uh, well i also i mean there was definitely a overall too there was a sense of injustice i felt in terms of like Again, we talk about like the debilitating effects of poverty in America and things such as the criminal justice system and uh, the education system and the in the the institutional inequalities like within those systems. But I think one of the things that was really compelling, especially showing these child actors as well, would be things such as yeah, the like the child slavery and the the sex slavery and all those kinds of things that happen as a result of poverty and that stuff isn't excusable as well i'm not saying that but i just i found that aspect of it so compelling and i didn't did you guys find it maybe laid on too thick where it was almost unbelievable or did you did you feel a sense of no it's entirely uh, pity or like um or pathos towards like third world issues and that kind of thing in the developing world I mean, I, I was fine with it. Like I was, yeah, I was fine with it. Like that's that's my whole thing. It's like I was just borderline fine with everything in this movie. Just you know, nothing, nothing bad, nothing good. But like, did so? It, but there wasn't, there wasn't like a strong sense of just emotion that it drew out. Because I remember even rewatching this the second time, some of the like the thought of when the scene at the beginning, especially when. Uh, their mother was killed in that riot, in that like religious riot kind of thing. That and the fact that these kids were then orphans, like at such a young age, like that just kind of swelled up in me. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is this is a reality for like thousands of kids. And similar sort of thing with line, line if if not exponentially more than this. Um, yeah, it was definitely a movie that just made me look in on myself and be like, God, I have it so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good it's a good yeah, it's a good way to take some perspective for sure. Yeah. It's like I may have health issues, but I have a good life, guys. <laughs> um so this movie won <laughs> Best Director. 
Um, For the Oscars, you're saying? Yes. Best Screenplay Adapted. Uh, Best... Was the book a work of... Well, yeah, never mind. I was going to say, was the book a work of fiction? Of course it was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like... (laughs) Best Original Song, Best Original Score, and uh, Best Sound Best Cinematography. And Best Cinematography. I think the cinematography... And Best Film... Best is, film editing too. I mean, this movie is so fucking ugly. In hindsight, I <laughs> like it's kinetic, sure, but man, it, I think it, the songs are the best original song. That <sighs> I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like. It's not like some. If someone was like, I I believe it earned that. I you know I'm not gonna fight them on that. The others. Uh, there's there's better what stuff. Was, was the Jai Ho That's song the, one the that best won, original yes. song? Yeah. Okay, that was another thing. Watching this movie, I was like, am I just being racist? I swear there was a Bollywood number with this movie. Yeah. And then yeah. it was at the end. It's like, okay, so I didn't just make that up in my mind. <laughs> I, I will say, Zach, I think, I think again, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, I think this movie, cinematography-wise, it's a perfect homage to that kind of Bollywood style while also blending in Danny Boyle's own kind of like stylistic techniques. And I think yeah, and like the gritty look of it is just a representation of the life. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, no, but no, honestly, like again, actually, Lauren, I think, I think that very much fits with kind of the atmosphere, the mood it's trying to create, and even just like that oversaturated and that brightness made me feel like I was. In, it made me feel the warmth of South Asia. Like it made me feel like I was back in Sri Lanka, almost kind of. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when you experience something kind of, uh, not virtually, shoot, do you guys know what, I'm, what the word, uh, cut this out, no. everyone cut this out, I'll think of the word and I'll, someone splice it in later, um, <laughs> it, but it made me almost like feel that heat on my skin and feel that kind of mugginess because you of the saturation. fully yeah. immersed. Immersive. It was very immersive, yeah, um. And so I think, like, and again, it's not, like, it's not necessarily the best or necessarily, like, technically maybe, like, really quality. Like, it's not, like, high definition by any means or anything like that. But I think it's that way for a purpose. And whereas, like, I've I've seen some parts of the beach and I, like, especially some of those scenes where Boyle utilizes that type of, like, cinematography style and... It just, I don't know, in a film like The Beach, it kind of just, it felt weird and it felt awkward. And I was just like, what's, I don't get what's happening now. Um, Whereas in Slumdog Millionaire, I don't know, it just kind of, it pushed it along. I don't know. It just, it felt very, like, on beat, I guess, for me. Yeah, I just, I, I, I mean, the Oscars are notorious for awarding people their Oscars for the wrong movie. Uh, I don't know what movie Danny Boyle I would have nominated for him to win Best Director, but looking at this. <laughs> his movies, I mean, th- it's I've this has got to be low on my list for his movies. I feel like um, we talked mm-hmm. about him a little bit the other day when we were talking about him doing Bond, which he's not anymore, um, apparently. One twenty-seven hours. I'd probably put this one. I don't think he directed. Did he direct that? that Oh, yes, yes, yes. I was thinking of 28 weeks later for some reason when he said that. Yes, I really liked 127 hours. Um, 
And you did Steve Jobs too. I think his direction in that movie to make that movie as interesting as it is, um, similar, you know, uh, similar to the you know, it's like flashing Whoa, in and out of the one place like Slumdog. Um, mm-hmm. But well, you can only do so much yeah. when you're connected to a rock. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had to fight. To not say between a rock and a hard rock. <laughs> <Aww. so> hard. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, I def I I need to admit real quick that I have never seen Train Spotting. So uh, oh, I haven't either. Oh, okay. It's good. Cool. It's good. Um, Twenty days later, I've seen. I haven't seen millions. I don't know even. How it's good. Sunshine. I haven't seen. I know you guys really love Sunshine. It's so. I haven't good. seen 127 so- hours later. Um, I can't believe that Steve Jobs he directed that and Sorkin wrote that. Now I feel like I have to see that movie. It's good. Um, it's under. It's sever- It's become severely underrated. Um, in just only a couple years, I feel like it's got okay, great so performances guess, throughout. There were, uh, I don't know. There were some great films that year, but like, like I guess, arguably the Curious Case of Benjamin Button maybe was shafted. But like then there was like. The Reader, Milk, Frost vs. Nixon, like, great films, I'm sure, but maybe just <laughs> too much of, like, time pieces. I don't know. Like, I don't get, like... This is the section where John admits he hasn't seen any <laughs> movies. Just purely I mean, speculative, guys. This is the this is the year that broke, like, I mean, I think people were worthy to be upset that, like, Frost, Nixon, and The Reader, I don't think belong in the conversation for Best Picture, um, and I don't think I consider them to be in that at the time. But this is how we ended up with 10 possible nominees because The Dark Knight did not get nominated this year. Um, which was which yeah, was completely valid. for a popular Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, also, that guess, still makes me so mad that they're doing that. God. The fact that The Wrestler, I guess, wasn't nominated that's no, the wrestler should have got nominated wrestler so good. mickey mickey rourke's got so much acclaim for that i'm actually surprised that sean penn won he's pretty good milk milk's a pretty great movie too oh doubt was came out this year too crazy <laughs> um but um to stay on uh slumdog yes what did you want to say about the music john Oh, I think also just a very um, able to, again, kind of abridging the two. So it kind of has that overdramatic flair that Bollywood soundtracks tend to have um, with being kind of like very intense at the very intense moments, but then very kind of like um, soft and pleasant and melodic during the like romantic moments kind of thing. But then also like, I don't know, there were times when... It just, at at the same time it seemed it seemed super western. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, when the when the MIA song came, well, okay. it's like oh, there's that. Oh, two thousand. Yeah, okay, there is that. <laughs> and then I went on a tangent. Is she still around? Yeah, she's doing stuff. I remember that album was still like super popular, wasn't it? But then I don't know if I really. I mean, I don't. I'm not exactly. I think the, she had an album come out within the last year the music, or so. so. But I think no she kind of dropped no off the cliff. Than I do after the uh after this she's i think we can call her a one-hit wonder at this point uh i don't think she, I, I think she had a few good songs think, on that album i think album. she had a couple i did 
I do think she had a couple albums that got critical acclaim despite not having maybe a recognizable single though. Um, mm. But yeah, I get yeah this this arguably like also was a huge aspect of this movie when that song came out. Um, I mean, it was getting used everywhere afterwards. I mean, right? it like, was in the moment. Speaking of where you were talking about just the Western influences of stuff, it was used in a moment in which they were becoming fully aware of tourists coming from other parts of the world yeah. and stealing Western, like stealing converses and whatnot. It was very like, it was, it was made for that moment. If you're going to put it anywhere in the movie, it would have gone there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I like, I don't know. I think this was, I really tend to have a kind of an aversion to, again, like, Bollywood films because they're super dramatic and they're cheesy and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's just a lot of aspects of this movie that instead really clicked for me. Um, but like Tokyo Drift is legit real. Um, so suppose also like maybe I'm not gonna let that go. I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe I I have nothing to be ashamed of. Um, I uh, maybe also like at some point I should make you guys watch a Bollywood film, not to review, but just to get have like that context of. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've ever actually seen one. Uh, they're 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 an experience. I guess I've like so I've, I've heard. Seen, <laughs> I've seen a I've seen. I've tolerated like the main parts of a bunch, <laughs> and then there's there's two I think I've seen fully through, and one of them I actually kind of low key, uh, do kind of like like, um, which. I'd be interested in getting your guys' opinion of. It is a three-hour affair, so there's that. Um, but yeah, really, the music. I just really, really like selling the music. This, this, this. I know. It's like I tolerated these <laughs> movies, but you guys should watch them. The the one I will say is kind of a classic, and you should definitely check out. And it's got like a lot of the stereotypical, uh, or not stereotypical, the very famous, well-known uh, Bollywood actors and actresses. Um. And it was also great to see like a bunch of them in this one, like Amitabh Bachchan and Ifran Khan. Uh, side note: I liked seeing the guys. One of the guy who is the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire oh, yeah, guy him. was in one yeah. of the Mission mm-hmm. Impossible films. Yeah, him too. And then the that guy's just police too much. Detective was yeah, from if, Jurassic that's World. Ifran, it, yeah, it was bothering Khan, me for a yeah. while. I couldn't yeah. pick where or peg where he came from. It's like oh, Ifran yeah. Khan has definitely had the biggest crossover of any of these people. I would say. Because, I mean, he was also in Life of Pi. Side note, my uncle looks... Ex- oh, Life of Pi. My, my uncle looks <laughs> so much like Ifran Khan. I'm going to find you guys a picture of my uncle. Hold on. It's uncanny. You can, you can do this after the podcast. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, you guys can keep talking. I'm just going to find it and then share it with you guys. <laughs> so how about that scene where he jumped in the poop? I, was, I always enjoyed that scene. I, I still got a good laugh out of it. I, I was I was eating during that scene. I was like, we're done with this now. <laughs> I I I don't know. I just that was too gross for me. I, I didn't like that. I don't know. It was it was definitely gross, but it was such like I kind of loved it. Just the kid's reaction to getting the autograph, even though he's yeah. covered. Yeah, it was just so charming. feces. It was such a great moment. I will say I I'm not as down on Dev Patel's portrayal as Zach is, but I will say the kids are a highlight of this movie as well. They're, yeah, they were really they're so charming, Especially when yeah. you see movies where the kids not so great. <laughs> um, 
the what was I gonna say? The shit. Oh, um, I I believe your sister Lauren and my wife both used the term a shy one because of this movie, um, and him not being able to poop in in the hole. <laughs> he no. he says it's a shy one. <laughs> And it has lived on for the last 10 years. I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard her say that. I've heard her say plenty of things about poop, but I don't know about that one. <laughs> Did anyone else think the one guy looked like Michael C. Hall a tiny bit? The mm. one guy who came and like took them off the trash heap? Like, I really thought he was going to be a rapist. Yeah, he kind of, he... But then he became, I mean, rape's really bad, but then he was like went way worse than i was ever expecting <laughs> like it burned out the kids eyes yeah. like oh my god not good but yeah not yeah good that was... i kept getting i kept seeing dexter in him every once in a while i was like mm. <laughs> it's not great that was definitely an aspect again just a lot of aspects of this film i was not expecting i do like that he, he shows sure. up the second time and then they just they kill him, and it's not like, oh, he's gonna keep showing up again and again and again. It's like, no, they just, like, fucking yeah. murder him. There's enough dramatic stuff in this movie. We don't need that type of villain. Exactly. Yeah, this like, is really dark. It's like, for... once once she's running away from the, the gangster she's with, like, that guy shows up again. Oh, god damn it. I mean, yeah. this movie was sold as, like, the feel-good movie of 2008. And well, it's... yeah, that's why I was really confused <laughs> when I started watching it. It's like, oh, this is kind of awful yeah, like, I mean, I... fucked up movie <laughs> yeah and like oh, I know now that we're talking about when he comes back and then he sees so that was his brother when his brother like he says that uh, we had to leave because that guy's guys were out to get us or something that was all like that was a lie right they just because yeah I don't I know I feel like they wouldn't have known they're at the hotel <laughs> I think the brother was just lying yeah. and he abandoned his brother basically and then was probably raping his girlfriend. I Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lots of deep, dark shit in this movie. I didn't think mm-hmm. about that, that he's lying, but I totally would buy into that. He actually was. Well, yeah, because like, he just went and got protection. So you wouldn't yeah, why think would he they would be, be mad worried about the other guy. Cause it, I, was, I was thinking he was saying the, the guy he just became buddies with was the guy coming after him. So I don't know. No, it was Michael C. Hall. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. That guy kind of looks like Bruno Mars, too, eh? No? <laughs> um, Don't no, do he, that to he Bruno kind Mars. Of, he kind of looked like a angrier Kanal Nair from The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Don't watch it. Okay, now you're being racist. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Why the fuck did the game show host guy... Who does that? Who yeah. he gets so angry at the end of this movie, like this, the him being successful is good for the show, and he's all like mm-hmm. jealous of the attention. But no, he can be the only one that rises above his origins. I guess. <laughs> can I? Okay. It was can weird. I, can I? Yeah. Can I? And maybe this was understandable because I have some internalized uh, racism towards my own ethnicity or whatever. But I. I felt like there's gasp, <laughs> dude. A South Asian dude named John, raised in America, has internalized racism. Nah, doesn't sound legit. Um, mm-hmm. I don't buy it. But I think there's also a sense within a society and a country that is developing, kind of like India, 
for those who do make it, there's a sense of elitism or separation or discrimination that's just like heightened. And so because of that, any kind of uh, mobility of someone else maybe is interpreted as like a threat to your own mobility or your own stature or that kind of thing. Who's and moving into these giant new high rises they're building on these slums? Uh, that's a great question. I think one of the one of the criticism is sort of just like the realism of this like mass urban sprawl that has happened in mm-hmm. India. And I think maybe if anything it was more of kind of a well, one, I do think there's a sense of like the working class or the middle class uh, in India has grown through globalization, mm-hmm. such as like working through call centers and that kind of thing and like various tech jobs. Um, so I think that is I think that is justified, but I think it's also just justified or I think it's also just it like an impressionistic like sense of you've got this country that's modernizing in some places faster than the rest of the country sort of and it's maybe moving at a rate that's unsustainable and uh you've got a lot of third like initially third world countries that are trying to modernize due to globalization but they're doing it in a unstable way sort of thing so speaking of the call center and assimilation what was that room where they were learning like pop culture stuff. I that was a, I actually I don't to know. Be able to make like small talk with the people that they were calling. Okay, that I was think. my guess, yeah. but still, it was really weird. I I didn't understand it within the context of like, I like they were just they were tech support people, right? So I guess I didn't. When she held up the like magazine, it, it almost made it seem like she was like selling the magazine. Yeah, I just know I've never really had much small talk with tech support people. You're just like, how about them cardinals? That's never come up. <laughs> Should be nicer to your tech support people. Well, in all fairness, when I have to call about my Xbox red ringing, I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> the, you get you get all that free shipping by being a nice person. Well, I mean, I'm not a jerk to people. I'm just saying we weren't like shooting the shit. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm really nice to call people center people oh i am too because i hate confrontation and <laughs> even things that you wouldn't think were confrontational they are to me so i'm a very nice person at my own detriment except sometimes when i get super angry and i just boil and break and you'll know <laughs> when we were talking I, I can't remember why i went off on where the conversation went but when we were talking about um just the guy being the oh it's because you were talking yeah, about the, um, the, the millionaire guy geopolitical stuff but like, yeah it's just in the back of my mind is like man I, I was like imagining regis feldman just like being involved <laughs> in torture and stuff it's like i didn't realize what was going on behind the scenes of these shows i will i will also say i think uh if anything, and this is a minor note of the film, it kind of reminded me of the time when Millionaire was really taken off, and my fa- it was a it was literally a phenomenon, right? Like my mm-hmm. family would get together, gather around the TV to watch it. And- oh yeah, it's like wasn't Millionaire the show where the guy used his lifeline to like call someone and say that he was winning a million yeah. dollars? Yeah, yeah, the first guy that did it. The first guy, yeah, he called yeah. his dad. That's a boss um, move. Um. <laughs> And I remember the guy was like, he was a tax collector. He was an IRS agent, right? And he was like, I don't remember. He was like really matter of fact of it. He was like almost like 
like unsympathetic. I remember the first time like they said he was like a ta- or he said he was a tax collector or something like that. Like everyone in the knows. audience booed and he was just, <laughs> like, and he like waved at them. I was like, "Oh, what a dominator." It's um, like, "I'm coming for you later, guys." <laughs> but like I I like I I still have like vivid memories of my parents like watching and like like you said, Lauren, breaking down like sort of what Regis would say and be like, "Oh, he's giving him a hint right now or he's telling her to like take the money or that kind of thing or like and it was just i don't know like yeah that entire i forget that the cultural phenomenon that who wants to be a millionaire is is also kind of wrapped up is this still a show is it still on no i don't think so. it was with it was with meredith vieira for a while and then they got rid of the hot seat and it was like a table and i don't like then it then it really sold out um, I'm trying to remember too. Just speaking of Regis and maybe this dark background he has behind the scenes, was he this like rude during like when people or he? Because the guy in this he would show make just he would make it, like jokes. He was that, so mean. Yeah, he, he wasn't as mean as this guy, but he would definitely like make little jokes and jabs. Jabs, yeah. yeah. But but they were always kind of like like marred in like a like self deprecation sort of or like like they were all like they weren't yeah. as. Yeah, they were very tongue-in-cheek, I feel like. Whereas this guy was almost... It almost was, I feel like, this kind of another piece of commentary on, like, the, the socioeconomic... Yeah, it speaks to what you were talking about. Uh, ...organization of the society. Um, but, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Next week. Next week. Next week, we are going to back to 1998... To is this the first one, Lauren? The what? the first of the Zorro movies that they oh I could not tell you. Well, I mean that they did <laughs> You picked the movie, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. We had a very eclectic collection of films as when I was a child, <laughs> and this is one that I remember the most for whatever reason. I don't remember if it was good or not. I believe this the Legend of Zorro. Is it the Legend? Did I get that right? This one's the Mask, Mask of Zorro. Okay, so the Mask think... of Zorro is the first, right? Okay, so this is the first. Well, of, that's what we're trying to figure out. The two that they made, I believe. No, I think you're right. I think it was Mask then Legend. I remember this Let's being see. a decent action movie, and seeing it in theaters and enjoying it. I remember there was. Oh wait, no, I won't say it just in case you guys haven't seen and it. Catherine Zeta Jones was very pretty <laughs> in it. Does that sound about right for everybody else? I mean, Catherine Zeta Jones yeah, is I mean, pretty all Catherine the time. Yeah, so. I feel like any... Legend, Legend of Zorro was 2005. So let, this is the sequel. We're watching a sequel. Okay. No, we're watching. No. Oh wait, yeah. No, no, we're not. Mask of Zorro was 1998. Legend of Zorro was 2005. Oh, you can. Oh, yeah. I thought you said 95. Okay. Wait. So no, which which one are which one do we want to find? We're doing Mask of Zorro, 1998. Twenty. Years. I don't know if that's the sequel or not. It's oh my not. God, are you Guys, paying attention? I'm, I'm trying to. Slept. Like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> um. How are you going to go to sleep? You have to watch the Cardinals on East West Coast time tonight. Oh, I know. It's great. Why do you think I started this movie so late last <laughs> night? Because like, I was watching the Cardinals and then Kyle came home and we started, like, he was talking about NASCAR for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, those were your wife duties for the evening to listen to NASCAR for... Yeah. Too long. He's very into F1, but it went all over the board of vehicular <laughs> racing. <laughs> um, so we're watching The Mask of Zorro, right? Right? 
Right. Yes, The Mask of Zorro, 1998, <laughs> as to go with the premise of our podcast. Okay, great. Um, and, yeah, I think I'm excited to rewatch that one. Um, I think it's a very practical, effect-heavy movie. Uh, mm-hmm. is, is Anthony Hopkins in that one? Is he, like, the third yes. banana of that movie? Okay. He is in this one. So, uh, if you want to take a flashback to some... Uh, Late 90s action filmmaking, The Mask of Zorro is next week's film. Until then, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find us at middleofrow.com. And you can find me at Zach Oldenburg, wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. And I'm going to throw in one more little thing here. We've given you 50 episodes now. Why don't you review us on iTunes? Apparently that's a good thing you're supposed to do. I'm kind of scared for that. Um, you don't. We we could be like the other podcasts and request only five stars, but I don't believe in that. If you give us a terrible review, I'd probably read it on here just to find it funny. But um, don't apparently do that's that. a thing that helps people and helps podcasts. We have no idea who's listening to this and how many people. But if you review on iTunes, iTunes, you get more publicity, and maybe more people will find us. Who knows? But yeah, I gave us our pitch for that. I think we got to work that into our outro somehow from now on. But um, yeah, Ben. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Letterboxd at, at the Grigsby Bear. Uh, and you can find us all on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at Another Rahul J. What's Letterbox? And you can also follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, for updates on when we post podcast episodes or written content for our website. And that's at middle of row, hashtag Notha. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter and Letterbox at Beware of Trees. In, I'm pretty sure that's where it is. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Did I miss some the Letterbox conversation last week or something? No, it's just Ben suddenly did it, so I thought I would oh, as well. Because everyone was commenting like, about Letterboxd. I'm on suddenly. Letterboxd too. Um, thanks for listening. Go watch The Mask of Zorro. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row.